What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Rob Morris. You listen to the Rims and Nets podcast. Episode 42, segment 3. Alright, so we're going to wrap this episode up with some college basketball talk. Um, you know me, I always talk about the local college basketball teams in New England. Um, like the BCs of the world, the URIs, um, Providence, those top schools in the New England area. We will s- so we'll start with Boston College. Um, they've been um, they they've, they've been surprising some people early on. Um, I think Christian has done a very good job of rebuilding this program. And he's starting to get some pretty solid recruiting classes coming in. Um, as I've, I've talked about before, um, he's able to commit um, DeMar Langford. This is his first year as a freshman. He's hasn't been... I mean, he's a guy locally that is highly touted locally. You know, he's also... Uh, a ESPN 150 prospect, so he's very highly recruited. Locally, he's one of the top players locally, and nationally, he's one of the top guards nationally. So he's still trying to get his feet wet. Hasn't really had a significant role yet with this team, but you know, I've watched a few games so far, and um, he's he's ta- he's very athletic. One thing about him, he can defend, but he still, you know, have to catch up. His offensive game has to catch up. Um, but good news with BC, they got a lot of other players that they can lean on. And uh, probably the biggest piece that has been huge for their team is getting Winston Tabs back. Winston Tabs is, as you've known, if, it, if anyone's not familiar with it, um, he's been out with a knee injury. He pretty much, I think he, uh, hurt it before the season last year. So he didn't play a single game last year. I think he, so he pretty much went through two off seasons without playing. So, um, it's been a huge get to get him. Um, they also have Jay Heath, which is the returning, returning, um, top scorer from last year. So they recorded Jay Heath, which was a freshman last year, now is a sophomore. They um, were able to get a transfer, Mackay, which is basically Langford, DeMar Langford's brother, Mackay Lanston Langford. Um, he's basically a transfer from Providence. So they were able to get him along with other returning players like Stefan Mitchell to help out with the front court. And they've been pretty talented. They got a lot of pieces they can go with. Um, they also, you know, they got another guy, CJ Felder, that's been very good. And he's definitely been another freshman from last year that was pretty talented last year. Had a small role off the bench. Now is a starter with this team and really done very well. Very good defender. 
So they have a lot of good two-way players. Um, they they're 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 very very talented team, and they're very explosive. Um, they lost to St. John's just last night. Looking at some of these um, right now, I have a game on as I speak. Uh, Providence is getting destroyed by Indiana, but uh, but yeah, with far but with BC, I would say is their depth is much better than it's been in the past. This team looks a lot like those Al Skinner teams from back in the days, where the you know the Jared Dugleys, the Craig Smith um, teams. That Al Skinner was able to put together, Sean Marshall, so they they're they're very similar to that type of talent level. Able to get Demar Langford is huge. Um, hopefully he'll step in and be make an impact for them. If it's not this year, maybe possibly next year. But I think this year, I think they're a tournament team. They look like a tournament team. And like I was saying with St. John's, they they pretty much were down um, most most of that second half, and they were able to come back and make it a close game. And it was the score was closer than what what was what was really going on in, during the game. It was um, the final score was ninety seven to ninety three St. John's. So St. John's was able to win, but BC's really. Showing us that they they're going to be a tough t- team to beat this year. They are one and two, but they they're going to be a tough team to beat. They lost to Vill- Villanova and they lost um, they lost to St. John's. They beat URI. That was probably the only win. But I think once the schedule softens a bit, they're going to rack up some wins. And I think they're a team in the ACC that you have to look out for for sure because they they got some talent. Um, and then like I said, not to mention as for URI, they started the year 0 two. They lost to Arizona State. They lost to BC. They played in some. Uh, those non-conference tournaments. Um, they lost to BC in the 2K, the 2K tournament, and then they lost to Arizona State, which is, um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to. Yeah, it's the um, Bubbleville. So they lost to Arizona State in Bubbleville, which is in Mohegan Sun. So, and Arizona State's a good team. They're a top 25 team. So, and they played them tough. They played them tough. They only lost by six points, 88 to 94. So, Euro a team that has got good guards, Shepard. Fats Russell. Anton Walker is also a very good player that they lean on as well. And they're two and two. They they 
they were able to beat San Francisco last night. So, San Francisco, and I believe they played, uh, they also beat uh, South Florida, and they easily beat South Florida, and they easily beat San Francisco. So, I mean, losing the a ASU and BC was tough, but they were out able to definitely dominating the next two the last the next two games against San Francisco and South Florida. So now they have Seton Hall up next on tomorrow night. And they should they should take care of business in that game for sure. I don't know. I, I shouldn't say that. I think Seton Hall is a team that tends to be a team that um is a middle of the road BC, uh, Big East team, so that should be a this should be a close matchup, I think. But I think URI might pull it out. I think URI's has got a lot of offensive weapons. They scored in the 80s in both of those two games, and they scored 88 against ASU. So they're a team that can definitely score the basketball, without a doubt. Um. And obviously Providence, which you're watching right now, they're playing against Indiana, and Indiana's really doing a number on them right now. But uh, Providence's obviously top players are David Duke, A.J. Reeves, and they all, their center, Nick Watson. They also got a transit from North Florida that's doing pretty well. I think his name is Porchley. I believe his name is Porchley, if I'm not mistaken. Double check on that. Horchley. Noah Horchley. So, and he, he definitely helps them with the rebounding. Um, very good rebounder. Also a very good uh, shooter from the outside. Could stretch the floor. Maybe one of their better shooters as of right now. So... As long as Providence good guard play, they're very good at, at just really. I really think their guard play is probably the biggest strength of their team. Nick Watson is definitely a very strong rebounder. Porchley's a Porchley's uh, a good uh, good rebounder, but still, they, there's something left to be desired with their efficiency offensively. They're not the most efficient team. And they may not be the best shooting team. So they struggle at shooting the ball consistently. As you're seeing right now against Indiana. Well, this game, I'm watching it's a uh, replay. But this is a game that was on last night. But they definitely struggled shooting the ball consistent, consistently against Indiana. And just that's... Uh, and just for just a local thing with Indiana, they uh, they recruited Jonathan Geronimo. They committed Jonathan Geronimo committed to Indiana, and he's from New. Uh, uh, he's not. Well, he went to school in New Hampshire, St. Paul in New Hampshire, I believe. I believe St. Paul's in Massachusetts, though. But I think he went to high school in New Hampshire, so. 
them mistaken. I think he switched high schools or whatever. But um, Indiana, well, he's listed under New Hampshire. So I, I would have to say that school has to be in New Hampshire. So I can look it up right now. It's St. Mark's. I know this is bad radio. Just been trying to just get this show to get get everything possibly all the information that you possibly should get on this show. There's a bunch of St. Mark's, man. (laughs) There's a bunch of them. It's in Massachusetts. It's in Southborough, Massachusetts. So, he went to school in Massachusetts. I I don't know if he went to... He went to a a high school in New Hampshire, and then he transferred to St. Mark's. That's probably what it is. I think he transferred to St. Mark's from another high school in New Hampshire. But, uh... So, I mean, he's a four-star recruit that Indiana was able to... That Indiana was able to pick up through him. And in this game, he had... About two points. Didn't make much of an impact in this game. But at least he's in the rotation. So he's a rotational player. That will be playing for Indiana. But, uh, but like I said with Providence. Um, it's going to be tough for them. Playing against teams like Indiana. Or teams that are. And Indiana is not even ranked. So. That just shows you that Providence has got to um, step it up if they want to be considered a top team in their conference or in, possibly in the Big East. Right, I'm just trying to lose my train of thought. But all right, so. But for right now, those are probably the teams that are been playing right now. As you know, UConn, they're two and zero. They were able to um, take care of business of some of these lower level teams. Central Connecticut State, I think, was one of their wins, and they blew both of those teams out. Um, so let's, to wrap things up, let's take a look at our top five college basketball teams in New England. Let's take a look at that um, to re- to wrap up the show. Okay, so number five, we have Vermont Catamounts, which is a change from last year's. Um, I have Vermont. I think I have Vermont. I had Vermont in the top five, but I think they were in the top three last year. Um, they definitely lost some talent losing um, 
by losing uh, their top scorer. Top score. I'm sorry, guys. I just, I'm just trying to search this, but like I said, I definitely this is not one of my better shows. It's just, I'm a little bit discombobulated today. Anthony Lamb just got a... Yeah, so yeah, Anthony Lamb was their top player last year. Searching through the archives and everything. Um, he was able to get a Exhibit 10 contract with the Detroit Pistons. So that's good news for them. Just showed you that even if you don't get drafted, you still have, a, uh, you still have some opportunities to, to get onto an NBA roster in some some way. In some way you can get on or not even really get on, just have an opportunity to make a, make possibly make a team. So he has an opportunity to make a team with the Detroit Pistons. So they lose him but they end up getting a transfer from uh, from Northeastern, Thomas Murphy. So they added him, Thomas Murphy. They also got Steph Smith back, one of their veteran point guards. He's a senior this year. So Vermont is definitely a team that you got to look out for. Um, also have Ryan Davis. Ryan Davis is a very good player that came off their bench. They might start Ryan Davis with Thomas Murphy. So... Keep an eye on Vermont. I think they should be a favorite to win the American East once again this year. At number four, I have the URI Rams, which we just mentioned, talking about Fats Russell, Antoine Walker, uh, Shepard is the other guard that's pretty good for them. And URI is a team you got to keep an eye on. Even though they're 2-2, two and two, they're still a team that's Got a lot of guard, good guard play, and they should, um, they should be very good in the Atlantic Ten this year. Uh, number three, at the BC Eagles in the ACC. So far, they're one and two, but I think they may be the more, the most, one of the more talented teams in the New England area, just because of their high-level guard play, and they have some people. Up front, that you can, that you can, that can stretch the floor, that can handle the handle the ball. They're very good. Um, the the dribble penetration is really what makes them very strong. They can get to the rim. They like to play at an up tempo pace. And like I said, you just got to keep an eye on the Eagles. They definitely will be a team to beat in the ACC. Number two, I had the Providence Friars, which I don't know after what i seen with the Indiana game. After i seen with the Indiana game, I don't think Providence should be at number two. I think I'm, I might want to do a quick switch with that and have BC at number two and then have Providence at number three because I just think the Friars kind of showed that they're limited at shooting the three ball 
They struggled at shooting three ball against Indiana. So that's going to be it. And then their defense is just, you know, not as good as it was last year. I mean, they much more better defensive team last year defending the perimeter. This year they're kind of, they were lackadaisical against Indiana. So, plus I don't think they have that much death like the Eagles do. The Eagles have a little more death than the Providence does. So I have BC being number two, Providence in number three. And then number one, I have UConn. UConn hasn't played that much talent. I mean, they they haven't played that much talented teams yet. So far, the most talented team they would probably face is Vandy. Vandy decided to withdraw out of their um, out of the um, I don't think it's the Maui Invitational, but they had a preseason tournament or not preseason, but a non-conference tournament that they were going to be in, and they withdraw it out of it because of COVID issues. So UConn still got to wait a little a little while for their next game, probably maybe end of week. I believe they have another game. But uh, I'm sorry. Next week I'm gonna be a little bit more prepared. I feel like um, with my issue, just having the time. You know, I had having the time to kind of prepare is is always a key. So anyone that's look is willing to be a podcaster, depends on what you do as a podcaster. Like if you if you're def, if you're doing something that's more like life oriented maybe you don't have to take that many notes because you're already basing it off of stuff that you're really that's that's literally what you're going on in your life but if you're doing things like sports you you gotta prep for it sometimes you can use your opinions in debate yeah that's that you don't need to prep for debating and stuff like that but sometimes you do need to brush up on some things that have gone on because Sports is always changing. Every you know, statistics change, the wins and losses change, all that stuff changes. You know, you know, every day, especially now that there's so many sports going on, and you can't shorten things up. Like I had to really do a whole show with NBA off season, um, college basketball. That's that's a lot in one show, and it's well over. An hour, hour and a half going on, almost an hour and a half. It's 20 minutes with this segment itself. And I've just been talking about college basketball just for almost 20 minutes, almost a half an hour. So it's just a lot. But preparation is the key. Sometimes you might need a few days of prep. I probably say, like, Depends on what the material is, and depends on how much material you're covering. You have to prep maybe longer, and I feel like I maybe didn't prep long enough because I really wanted to get this in yesterday. But then life, you know, life has been going on as you all know what's going on around us, um, all the uncertainty of what's going on around us. That's become more of a priority right now. So, but like I said, I still love 
to cover sports. I still love to cover basketball, particularly. That is my heart and joy. But sometimes other things get in the way. And you all know about my work work situation and how I'm probably working through. I'm still working three jobs, and it's it's still a grind. And even just just prepping for this is a grind as well. So and finding time to to put in the work with this is a grind. So, like, I apologize for a lot of pausing. I apologize. It's probably one of my... I'm, I would say most... I wouldn't say my most unprepared because I've still put out a lot of information, but it just wasn't as clean as I would like it to be. But, um, like I said, um, I'm definitely going to get there. It's just, it's, I gotta do a better job of preparing myself, getting the, um, the ample amount of information I need and be precise with it and be, and put my opinion out there, which my opinion out there is obviously the key to make myself different from other podcasters. My opinion is definitely the most important thing but let me stop rambling let's get back to the the top five list but for the final team i have like i said is number one i have is uconn just because even though they haven't played anyone i still think they're they have top end talent throughout the front court and in the back court james brook knight um rj cole their transfer um i think he's a very good scorer that if once he gets used to the speed of, of uh, high level division one basketball he should definitely be huge for UConn's backcourt Josh Carlton came back as well he's an outstanding rebounder and shot blocker at 7 feet tall and they also have other size in, in other areas as well I think they're one of the biggest teams in New England so I think Dan Hurley's got these Yukon Huskies ready to possibly, you know, put on a show in the American Conference this year and possibly win the American Conference because they're that deep. Very, very deep team. And we'll see what their next game will be. Um, obviously, the Vandy game got canceled, so they'll have to continue with uh, possibly the, the next game. In their schedule, but like I said, I wish I would have prepped and kind of searched for everything. But like I said, I've, I've I've definitely done better than this. I'm a little bit underprepared for this episode, but I'm sorry about that. But uh, we'll definitely be a lot more prepared for next week because next, not next week, but uh, probably two weeks from now. Like I said, I got it have the time to prepare because it's all going to be a high school show for high school basketball and that to be honestly that's probably the maybe my favorite thing to cover and sometimes I'd be thinking like maybe I might need to shorten up the content just so that way I can give myself a chance to put out very productive episodes but uh and maybe I'll just go with college basketball in high school because it just seems like I'm more passionate about the high school basketball than anything else. I'm more passionate about it. 
and maybe I'll just stick to Celtic Celtic talk more than anything else. We'll see. We'll see what I'll how I'll expand this content or how I would you know possibly make it so that way it's a little bit more strictly to the point of what I want to focus on and maybe evolving all these other I mean what am I I'm trying to find the word I'm trying to say but I don't really think I really go into deep huge detail with NBA but um cause I I don't I mean I just might cover like big news and stuff around the league but not really I don't really go into complete detail into what the Lakers are or what the Sixers are. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I like to talk about the NBA. So it's like I want to continue to add that to the podcast, but I really think I'm more passionate about just focusing on the local end of things. And I'll just try to, I'll try to angle my show towards that more than anything else. So if anyone... If anyone isn't into the local thing, I'm gonna try my best to put in some that, but it's um, some national spin to it. But it's gonna be more so local from here on in, just so that way I can kind of focus in on what I'm more passionate about and what I feel like would differentiate differentiate me from other podcasters. But uh, yeah, I will I will talk about the NBA, but it won't be as detailed as as the high school aspect of it or the college local college basketball aspect of it. I'll probably be more detailed with that. I want to I want to be more detailed with that than anything else. But I will talk about the Celtics pretty much every week. As at this point, as, as we look at it, we have all sports pretty much playing right now. And then I remember I was, I brought up a little college football, um, in a few episodes. I did I did do that, and I don't think I could put that in every show. Now that the now that college basketball's in there, and high school basketball's about to start, it's going to be tough for me to put in the college football aspect of it again. I might maybe put in a few, like I might make some maybe small, some small brief con- comments on cause bat. I mean, cause football. I mean, like I'll do right now. For example, Alabama is killing it. Um, they're they're doing a they're doing some big things right now. They look like they're a team that can't be beat. Um, they look like they're number one for sure, the number one in the country, but. I don't think there's any other team that's really close to them when it comes down to it. I don't think, um, like, Notre Dame is number two, but I don't really think Notre Dame is even close to what Alabama is talent-wise. and they're just, they're just so far away from them. I mean, number one is so much far away than, than, than number two or number three as of right now. So that's just a quick note on college football but 
as we see all the, um, you know, well, well, right now when winter sports comes in and and it's gonna it's gonna be tough to add in college football to the to the to the segments because it's just a lot, just a lot to cover. And I'm just trying to shorten up what I'm covering right now because that way I can kind of focus it and put all my energy into that so that way you won't get any loose ends like you're seeing with this episode. There's a lot of loose ends with this episode because I wasn't prepping this as hard as I should have. But uh, like I said, again, I definitely apologize. I'll definitely put out a more powerful episode with a lot of information and a lot of analysis in the next episode for sure so that way you're 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 getting the best quality with this with every pod because it'll be a day where I want to get some support from you know from the outside once the fan base grows and once the podcast grows I would like to get a little bit more support from the the, the followers and fans of the pod so but we'll see I'm just kind of rambling like I tend to do sometimes but but yeah so I would just say Connecticut's number one and and I will pretty much conclude that alright so we're gonna end it with with on that note this is your host Rob Morris. You're listening to the Rins Nest Podcast. I'm out. See ya possibly in the next two weeks. Peace. <laughs>